We just out here skating, you know, every day we do so. Let's fucking sir! Let's go! We in this bitch. I really didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> this is modern day hippie shit. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> We're live, you feel me? MBH in the building. Yes, sir. It's good, everybody. You feel me? Another episode of MDH TV coming back at you again. Hope you've all been well. We got a special guest here today. Yes, sir. You know, somebody you went with the high school with. Yeah. You know, me and Jack were real close because he was the manager while of the basketball team. And, you know, we we had a real close relationship. But he goes by Jag Gats now. Yes, sir. Why don't you introduce yourself? Yes, sir. I go by the name of Jag Gats. Uh, I'm a rapper from here in Las Vegas. Uh, I just put out my uh, first full-length project called uh, Golden Boy, which you can uh, hear everywhere on all streaming platforms. And I'm here to chop it up with my boys at uh, Modern Day Hippie. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I just want to say that album was that I didn't listen to the whole thing. I listened to like <laughs> the first few songs. Fine. The Don't Miss It song. Yeah, I feel it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Fire. Yeah, yeah. The Live It Up or In My Bag. Yeah, all the like. I really fuck with it. Yeah, it was cold. Appreciate it. Yeah. Now, I know you've been working on this project for a while. Can you talk us through the process that you went through through this album? Yeah. So, uh, so like the current state of music is like a, it's a pretty complicated thing, but like it's, it, we're really like in a singles driven uh, era right now. So that was like my first focus when I started putting out music. You know, I started putting out music when I was uh, 18, back in 2018. So that's when I first put out the first single off of this, which was uh, Gotta Get It. So at that point, you know, I was really just working on singles. <clears throat> and my main point was like to try to give like different sounds each time so i had uh i gotta get it in 2018 and then 2019 over the summer i had like another five i put out like another five singles and my point with like all those five was just to really give like a different sound each time that's what i try to do like uh so over that five we had like thanos which was the first one which is like this kind of like modern like boom bap type of type of record after that was like where that though which was more of like an up-tempo kind of like soundcloud type of record and I had uh, I had this I did this freestyle over this Drake song, which is you know a, a real lyrical type of you know over that Omerita one that came out in 2019. Then I did Jag and Jag, which is like some West Coast uh, house party shit. And then I did uh, 19, which was more like some East Coast uh, conscious uh, you know spiritual type of uh, type of vibe. So I had those like uh, so that's uh, the freestyle wasn't on streaming, so the other five that's five singles. So I was really trying to put them all on a project. So at first I was gonna do more of like a mixtape type of thing. And, you know, that was going to be a lot more, uh, you know, a lot more loose, a lot more, uh, you know, just quick. I was just going to finish it by end of 2019, just get it out. And then after, you know, after a while, you know, I was just trying to, you know, really work on my craft. And I, I decided I wanted to do more of an album instead. And, you know, like I, I note like some of the big differences between uh, album mixtape is like, you know, it's, there's a concept, there's a plot line, storyline. Sequencing is a lot more important. You know, you do more of a rollout. You take a lot more serious, I guess, for the most part. So once I decided to do that, you know, I decided to take my time and, you know, I, I just started stacking songs and trying to, you know, 
all those singles I released, I try to like, you know, weave them together, make sure they all made sense. And, you know, that, that took, you know, a bit of time, you know, just trying to find the right beats and try to make the right songs that, you know, will hopefully, hopefully give like a full message once you listen to it. So then, you know, as I said, like, you know, and all those uh, trailers I put out, you know, uh, I just try to build something, you know, I was really proud of that I enjoyed. And, you know, uh, after I had that, you know, I had to, you know, reach out to all the producers and all the engineers, everybody worked on it. And, you know, we all had to collaborate, you know, I had to communicate, get all that done. And then, you know, the last moment I got the final song in and, you know, I put it out uh, December 30th. You know, I, I, my goal was to get out in 2020. I was, you know, I had the buzz that I was the last second I could, I could get it out. And, you know, somehow it all kind of fell into place and, you know, look here we are now. Yeah, I was, I was very impressed with like, the pre-marketing of, of releasing the album because I don't know usually yeah, like when it comes sure. I don't I like small time rappers it's usually just like oh here's my single yada 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 yeah. but it's like you really took the time to like okay like I'm gonna have interviews I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that which was really good and you know for people like us where like yeah. marketing is kind of like what we need to do in order to grow like that mm -hmm. was really cool to see and yeah. then I had a question when you first started making music, was it like it was it a lot of experimenting with how you wanted to make songs, or did you know like your style right when you started? Well, I think like something I probably did different from like a lot of artists is I probably wrote like a lot before I ever like put music out. Like I, I consider like me as someone who's really like put their life into it. Like I've really been rapping since I was like nine, ten, you know, really taking it serious, like writing and stuff. So by the time you know I put my first single out, like probably like a month after I turned eighteen. But like by that point, you know, I've, I've been taking it serious for like, you know, four or five years at that point. So, you know, I did all my experiments and kind of, you know, it just in my head, just in my room, just kind of figuring out myself. You know, a lot of people kind of like, you know, you do the first tongue and you kind of put it out immediately. I had like, you know, I think I count like 108 before I ever like put anything out for anybody here. So, you know, I think what you're talking about. Yeah, definitely. When I was younger, I went through like a phase of trying to do each one. I want to be like the, the super lyrical dude at one time that I want to, you know, rap the fastest. That I want to make like the most club songs that I want to make, you know, uh, more like R&B, like, you know, love type shit. And then I want to make, uh, you know, just try to like blend it all together. And that, you know, that's kind of where I'm at now. I try to have like a range and try to have a balance of, you know, everything, you know, I, I fell in love with while I was growing up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is something I wanted to ask you about your mm -hmm. style. It's like really unique. And sure. I like how you really thought a lot about like you said you wanted a west coast type song you wanted an east coast type song mm -hmm. so i wanted to ask you like which type song do you think was the toughest not only like to make lyrically and mm -hmm. to rap to which was your favorite and like but which was the toughest to, toughest to like fit into the album probably uh probably where it at though which was like how i said that was like the soundcloud type of vibe soundcloud's like that's like a very uh uh, wide term but I mean when I say that I mean like a lot of, like the newer era it's a lot of you know it's ad-lib based it's a lot quicker you know the bars aren't as long you have a lot more a lot less space so you really have less words to work with so that was the hardest one for me and it's like a, a higher pitch a higher tempo higher key I'm usually because I got like a deeper voice I usually stay in like a lower key so that was probably the hardest one for me I that was like, ironically it was like the quickest one I made because I just like because it's a lot less words it's a lot less thinking that you have to do into it but because of like how I grew up and like uh, like the lyrical stuff that I'm used to, you know, listening to, it was it was hard for me to like kind of break out of that. But, uh, you know, uh, once I kind of got the hang of it and I kind of knew where I want to take that song, it was like a challenge for me. I was I was happy to accept the challenge. 
So once I had that done, that was probably like the hardest one uh, for me to make. But after I had it done, you know, uh, I just kind of like chose the songs around it, the ones that kind of sounded similar and how to keep like the flow of the, the project. But after that, after I had that done, uh, it wasn't it wasn't that much, uh, wasn't that difficult. And, and listening back to it, I, it is something like I'm proud of because even though I did take that kind of sound and that style, I feel like I made it my own and still like, you know, kept something lyrical about it. So it wasn't like I wasn't saying nothing. Who who are some of the artists you looked up to when you were uh, a kid or when you first started making music? So like I, I always say like the first person like that like got me into hip hop was probably like 50 Cent. Like I always say like 03 50 Cent, that was like a he was like a superhero, bro. Like I was like super into comics and I felt like 03 50 Cent is like the, the closest thing we've had to like a superhero. I mean like he had like the chart topping records, he had the street records, he had the team, you know, he got shot nine times and survived. I was like, yo, he had everything, you know, the money, jewelry, women, everything, you know, like so that that's really what, what like hooked me in. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I kind of just had like a phase with every other rapper. I think like then it was Jay Z after that, and it was a Kanye a lot, and it was Ti, then it was Wayne. And it was all about Wayne. Wayne really got me into like my lyrical, like all my writing stuff. It was definitely came from Wayne, and then Eminem a lot. Then of course Drake when he popped, he became my favorite. And then after Drake, you know, after that it became like Cole, became Kendrick, uh, Big Sean, Travis, Future, and you know now I'm a lot of the newer acts I, I fuck with too. That's what's up. That's what's up. I, I liked a lot of those artists that you said, especially, you know, Kanye West. Kraft's oh, the greatest rapper, in our opinion. <laughs> but who do you think is the greatest rapper? Outright, it's probably got to be Jay-Z because of how oh. long he's done it. Because Jay-Z started <laughs> 96 and he's still going, man. He still dropped the album last year. So that's 96. That's 20, what, 25, 25 years. 24 there's gonna be his 25th yeah so that's you know that's that's nobody's no it's they're gonna take a long time for anybody to beat that you know that's 13 solo albums probably if you ask most hip-hop yeah. people probably got six seven classics mm-hmm. he's probably my personal favorite after like after like drake because i grew up more on drake but jay-z is probably who i'd say is the best all time yeah drake drake is killing it so you know as a musician Mm-hmm. Why do you think Drake, like, how did he find this, like, cheat code to just top in the charts every time he puts out a music? Do you think it's, like, marketing or he's just, he's really good or what is I, it? I think he's really good. And I think it was that range thing I was talking about. This thing, like, I try to pull into, like, he's really able to make every type of record. Like, you've never seen an artist be able to make yeah. Afrobeat and dance hall and boom bap and trap and R&B and... Uh, you know, a more SoundCloud type record. Like, you know, you look at the list of people he's worked with, you know, it's it, it second to none, you know, because he's been able to like to tap into every other uh, person's style. I think that's why he doesn't get credit for a lot is like really being like a student, you know, really understanding all the different uh, eras of hip hop. Like, you know, when he started, he, he was doing like backpack shit, which is like a lot of, you know, lyrical uh, conscious stuff that he doesn't really do much now. But like, the evolution of him really came from like, yo, every type of record you want in hip hop, there's one man who can do each one. So I think that's kind of why he's been un- unstoppable. And, you know, to hold all those, you know, billboard charts, like records, like more more hits than the Beatles is like a fact. That's that's some of the craziest shit and that's somebody from hip hop. So that's something, you know, I, I always look up to. And I'm a big fan of. Facts, facts. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah, that that is true, but I have a question. Did you like respect the Tuesday Slide song as a rapper? 
I thought it was just, you know, I thought it was something light, bro. Like, I still like the project he put out after that. That was not, like, my yeah. favorite song. But I think, like, a lot of people kind of try to say it was a gimmick. I still don't think it was a gimmick. But if you said it was a gimmick, I'm not going to be mad at that argument. Because what he was actually saying is, like, if you heard about him talking about, like, the creation of that record, he was, like, it's the steps to the moonwalk. Left foot slide, right foot slide is just the moonwalk. So it's not, he wasn't trying to make a gimmick with the way they marketed it and the way they put it out. You know, it, it was something like, so that, that's kind of how I felt about it. Okay. Yeah, because I thought he originally made it for TikTok. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's again, so that's why, that's, I, I would have probably had more of an issue if he did that, but like knowing that he, the lyrics are actually to the moonwalk, which makes sense, kind of cleared that up for me. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I, yeah, I, that's something I like. Yeah. But um, so now that we you know talked about the album a little bit, we mm -hmm. want to kind of take it back to Valley. Tommy, mm -hmm. I know you had a question earlier about you know his whatever. Go ahead and you can ask it. Yeah. Well, I had two questions. All right. One, did you already know that you wanted to be a rapper when you were at Valley? Yeah, for sure. You can even see on, on my, my yearbook, that's what uh, my, my future career was. I put it down in, in stone. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I think I did hear something about that. Yeah, so that was like a... But I had no music out. I ain't told nobody around it since then, so everybody was curious. But So I think probably like a year after I graduated is only when I started putting out music. So that, that was a yeah. mystery. Yeah, I remember you came out with that freestyle on the the radio show i yeah. think the unlv radio show that was and like that's yeah for sure appreciate for it because i was gonna say like you know you had a couple people at valley that were like kind of looked at as like rappers mm -hmm. a little bit a little yeah. bit. not too much but like i never really like heard about you being a rapper so why did, did you feel, were you like scared to put out music or what was it that kind of stopped you from, from. I think it was like that thing I was saying before, just like, you know, having that practice in first and really kind of being like solid. Cause I, I, I think I was, cause I was making full songs by the time I was at Valley, but it was really about uh, being more focused of how I was going to stand out and how I was going to get people to take me serious. Like, you know, everything you said about like with the marketing and stuff like that, it would have been real easy for me to just, you know, record a song and put it out. But I, I really wanted to, uh, let people know how serious I was. I know because, you know, how I look or how I talk, walk, you know, a lot of people wasn't going to take me serious at first. So I really just kind of built up to that, made sure, like, by the time anybody could question if I was good at this or if I took it serious or, you know, if I was really about it, like, it, it would be determined. You know, having those 108 songs in the tuck before anybody heard anything really kind of gave me that edge over, you know, a lot of the people. I never really cared about, you know, the image stuff and, like, what people had to say about it or, you know, how they felt. So kind of standing out like that was probably like, it was really important for me. I'm really like uh, proud of how I went about it because I, if I think if I probably dropped too soon or if I did it before, uh, you know, people took me serious, it would have been uh, a little bit too uphill for me to climb. So it all happens for a reason. Definitely. I respect you taking your time so much because, you know, a lot of people, especially rappers nowadays, like SoundCloud rappers, they'll just throw something out and just yeah. throw it out. Did you really even like take the time to nurture it or make sure it sounds good? So that's that's really good that you took your time. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. That was like, are you working on your next project already? Yeah, yeah. I'll always work. Mm. I already got an how idea. Often, 
How often do you stay in the studio? What's up? How often do you stay in the studio? Do you go like every day or? I mean, I, I got my own little setup right here. That's kind of what I, you know, yeah, cool. I out of. yeah you, got, you got the got the foam panels. I just got these, you know, I'd save up and get them. But I got some foam panels right here. And a studio is it's a, it's a lot more easier to make them in the studio. I just ain't got the money for it. But like, you know, I, so I have my little setup and I kind of like taught myself how to record and track and stuff like that. And usually I just work with an engineer to, you know, get everything sounding right. But, you know, because it's in my bedroom, you know, I do that shit, you know, shit 24-7. Anytime I'm not working, I'm pretty much on it. Yeah, that was a beautiful thing you just said, that you don't have the money right now, which I'm not saying, like, you, you broke or nothing. But it's yeah. like, in rap, there's so many people trying to live up to a certain image. And yeah. it's like, they'll fake, literally fake it, yeah. knowing they ain't got it. Yeah. But it's cool that, because now if somebody listens to this, they'll be like, oh, maybe maybe we could get them in somewhere instead yeah. of you faking like you got it and you don't really got it. And no, now nobody knows that you need help or whatever. Oh my God. Ironically, that's a line in, I don't know if y'all saw it, but I got a video dropping tomorrow for my song, Let's Keep It. And that's kind of like the premise of that whole song. It's like, it's, it goes, let's keep it a buck, let's keep it grip, let's keep it a hundred. Like, let's just be honest about who we are. And like, you know, towards the end of the song, I guess as far as like, you know, I ain't trying to lie about no dough I ain't got. On the whips I ain't drove, on the hoes I ain't pop, on the shit I ain't sold, on the clothes I ain't rock. So when this story's told, ain't no holes in my plot. So you know that little like that little blonde is you know it's all real shit. You know I ain't got none of that yet, but I, you know I'm, I, it's not gonna cause me to fake my image or you know try to give off any uh, you know persona that's not real. You know I, I'm just gonna be myself, and that's like the, the greatest strength you can have is being yourself because nobody can really what can anybody really say about you if you're being yourself. You know exactly. nobody can really touch me. Nobody can really have anything negative to say that's going to affect me because, you know, when I come out, when I come and do an interview or a podcast or I rap, I'm just speaking the truth at all times. I think that's like a crucial thing that I try to get across a lot. So how do you feel about people using like certain yeah. as like a as like a, a trampoline to their success? Like I know like Lil Skies, for example, like his ta his face tats were kind of like, I mean, he made these. I don't ever listen to him, but I know a lot of people talked about his face tats. Do, do yeah. As a real rapper, do you feel like that's something good or do you feel like that's people should stop doing that? I think I, I don't know if people are ever going to stop doing that because that's kind of like goes to like that's gone for 40 years. You know, everybody it's just taking a different form. But I think, you know, just seeing like little skies, like, you know, your, your career can't be that long. No disrespect to him. But like, you know, you you basing yourself uh, you're, that, tra that trampoline, you're going up quick, you're coming back down quick. You know, it's, there's no way for you to stay up like that. You know, we've seen it every, you look at those double XL freshman lists, you know, every year, you know, somebody, if you put on that persona, if you don't have something real to give to people, you know, you're going to fall off because nobody's going to be attached to you. You're kind of making surface music. You know, it, it's just not, it's not what I advise, but I understand that's like a, I call that like a little subsection of hip hop. Like, it's just, I don't touch it. I don't go near it. And like, don't put me near it, but I'm not going to go out of my way to put you down for it because, you know, the game is going to show you, you know, uh, don't hate to play the game. Like, it's not going to work out for you if you're not being authentic and giving people something real to hang on to. Mm. That's why I really yeah. about it. How, how tough is it getting really into the music industry? I mean, like, I what mean, are some of the challenges that you face as a I mean, up and coming like, rapper? You see stats every day, like, you know, it's, it's 10,000 songs uploaded a day. So that's, that's kind of like your competition, you know, it's, it's, it's very accessible for everybody. So I think, uh, a lot of it is that standing out, that standing out stuff, you know, it, it's very difficult 
to make a name or do something that hasn't been done before because you know there there's easily been you know three four thousand rappers who've come through hip-hop and had success and right now in the country there's there's got to be another you know five ten thousand honestly who's trying to be out here making it so just that you know and because everybody has access you know how i talk about i record on my bedroom everybody got a bedroom you know, you hustle a little bit, you probably get some that gives everybody this access level and that we're kind of all on the same boat. We're on the same playing field. So if you want to stand out in that, that's, you know, that, that's the most difficult thing. You want to give people a reason to shoot. Why should people have a reason to listen to you over the next person? You know, I guess that is probably, you know, the most difficult thing uh, in like 2020, 2021. Like you have, uh, you know, a limitless amount of people trying to make music and trying to prove that they're different or they're better than you and you kind of have to maneuver through uh all that uh, uh bs more than anything so because you're you're in college right yeah i am do you feel like because you know rap is is usually like or rappers are usually people that are like tough street guys yeah do you feel like you being a college student will somehow like hinder people's view on you as like a rapper or like, do you think people are looking for a tough guy? Because I know, like, most people are looking for a tough guy. Yeah, rapper. yeah, for sure. Like that's going to, like, hurt you in the future? Yeah, uh, that's definitely something I thought about, like, a lot before I probably got into it. It was just, like, uh, you know, that that is what is more most accepted. That, that it does kind of give you, like, a chip on your shoulder because, you know, people are going to underrate you or people are not going to listen to you because of image or because of the way I talk or look or whatever. So for me, you know, that's why a lot of the people I look up to, like a Drake or like a J. Cole or like a, you know, a Kendrick who kind of doesn't really give off that persona, you know, you kind of have a lane. And I'm not, that's no hate to anybody else. You know, you do you. But I'm just saying, like, there's enough room for all of us to really eat and all of us to really grow. Because, you know, I, I know a lot of them do have an issue with me. I've seen it. They've tried it. But the thing is, is both of us kind of went off of that. If somebody doesn't like your shit, they can come to mine. If they don't like mine. They can go to yours. That's really how I see it. You know, I, I'm not trying to, you know, block anybody's blessings. I think everybody's just trying to, you know, do what's best for themselves right now. So that that's really how I look at it. I know I, I you know, I stick out a lot because of that. And a lot of people have a lot of, you know, false assumptions and shit, but it just doesn't really phase me. You know, again, it comes back to that authenticity. You know, if you're trying to be you're trying to be street, you're trying to be tough and you can't back it up, you know, it's it's only so long you're gonna survive you know, somebody's going to pull your card eventually. So I would much rather just come out and be myself than have to live with, you know, uh, fear of somebody trying to expose me or something. I, I'd rather just give, you know, the people something real and authentic for them to hold on to. That's, that's facts. Especially, like, with all the violence going on with the, in the rap industry right now. Mm -hmm. Like, you see King Von, he died. Pop Smoke, they all died over petty stuff. Yeah. After they made their money, they're still living the same type of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask like, you, and I'm glad you. Oh wait, sorry. Yeah, uh, you good? You guys, right. I'm probably that's probably what I was gonna get to, but you asked the question. I was gonna ask. Uh, I was glad that you bring up J Cole yeah. because that's who I was gonna compare you to. Yeah. And I remember earlier you said you got at the buzzer and you really wanted to put it out in 2020. It reminded me of that J Cole lyric and note to self where he was like. We're beat, we barely made it. We yeah. barely fucking made it at yeah. the end. Why were you so like adamant about putting the album out in 2020? Okay, I'll, I'll, so I'll answer both those questions. For the first one, like with like a lot of with the pop stuff and the King Von stuff, I do think, you know, I think honestly, I think it's pushed by a lot of people who are not really street. And I feel like that's kind of why they have that, uh, that like, uh, 
the the need to kind of push it because they feel like they're not going to be affected by it. You know, I think, you know, a lot of people, uh, there's there's a lot of discussion about what the impacts because, you know, pop made a lot of uh, street music, violent music, sort of on, and how did that kind of played into anything that happened to them. I take the stance of, you know, it's, you know, streets going to be the streets. That's not uh, either their fault, but for a lot of people pushing that narrative, like, you know, it comes back to authenticity. People kind of confuse those two about being tough and being real. Like, you know, I, I don't know, there's like this Juice World clip, I don't know if y'all seen it, but he's like, a lot of, you know, what people kind of constitute to being real is just trying to be street or trying to be criminal or trying to be tough when you really get that misconception, it leads a lot of people down the wrong path. So I feel like um, as far as that first part, you know, I think uh, a lot of people just kind of have that misconception. You know, they love violent music till it gets too violent. So somebody, you know, lose their life, you know, that then there's a kid without a father or mother without a son and now it's you know now it's too far so that's that's why i try to even if i do get aggressive or angry on records i try to keep that you know balance so like you know i'm not trying to do this and neither are you you know we have we're two young men who have a lot to live for so you know people kind of get egos in the way acceptance gets in the way you know uh public perception gets in the way so i think that that is a and that's something i hopefully you know it, should i get bigger should i get a bigger platform something i want to spread you know i've kind of always been you know, anti-violence because I know what it can do and I know, you know, the impact it could have. So hopefully, you know, should I get the chance? That's, that's the message I'm, I'm about to spread. And as for the second question, uh, why was it important to get 2020? Because I had the next project in 2021. I didn't want to do, uh, I kind of like the a project a year kind of approach. I feel like that's like the most balanced. You know, some people kind of go overboard. They go three, four years. Some people kind of go one every three, four years. I think a project a year is it's manageable. It gives the people enough while they're still waiting for you. So I wanted to maintain that. And I was like, if I slip into 2021, I'm gonna have to wait another year to get the next one out. My whole schedule gonna be arranged. And I had like a bunch of lines about 2020 on the project. I had, you know, a lot of just, all the marketing was about 2020 on the, the cover says 2020. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't really uh, slip into that uh, 2021 phase. So as soon as I got that last song, you know, I was just ready to go. I had all the marketing kind of pre, uh, pre in the tuck, ready to go. And, you know, luckily everything worked out on time, uh, you know, uh, hopefully I got uh, a lot more to come in 2021. Was it hard to, uh, to perceive? Well, I know you got your studio in your, in your room, but mm -hmm. did COVID halt anything at all? Or was it just kind of definitely uh, performances, you know, like towards like the end of 2019, I was definitely getting out and performing a lot more. Uh, definitely. Uh, we could be, we had a lot of a couple spots, spots in town and that, that was a lot easier. For, I think it's a lot easier to win like fans over like that because when people get to see you like spit in front of them or like, you know, a face-to-face, -face, like, real connection, that, that's, like, the easiest way to win fans. Like, over the internet, you know, a lot of people, again, you know, there's a lot of uh, false uh, uh, false portrayals and personas, so people don't really have that connection with you. But when, uh, at least in my experience, every time I've gotten to have a mic and rap in front of people, I've always been able to get, like, a, uh, a positive reaction after that. Uh, I was able to gain a couple fans, and I was kind of, like, working my way through that. So I knew, like, my goal was to, you know, perform, you know, 40, 50 times over the year. And, you know, obviously I got in, like, three before the shutdown happened. So that, that was probably the biggest uh, thing that halted. As far as, like, music creation, I, I, I think I was still still the same, same pace, still the same uh, steady pace uh, as far as creating. But definitely performing. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, performing comes back soon because I do think that's, like, a key part of, the, like, the whole music industry. That's why we don't have a lot of like the big releases because they're waiting until they can tour. So there's a lot less music to listen to. And, you know, people, when people can't go out, there's a lot less times they're going to listen to music. You know, they don't listen to it in the car. 
and listen to it with other people. So that that kind of like plays a a, a factor in. It. And there there's like stats going around like people only really want to listen to music they know when they're alone alone at home. You know they want to listen to music you know they're familiar with and music they really enjoy. They're not in, really in the mood to listen to, to anything new. So those those three hurdles are probably like the biggest thing because of COVID. But you know you know you make it work you make it work and you know hopefully. Uh, by the time I get this next release, we're gonna be in a better position. Yeah, definitely. For sure. When was your first performance? Uh, that was probably when I was eighteen, and it's probably it's probably one up on my profile where I got like this uh, jean jacket on. I just did one of my. Oh yeah, that was your first one. Yeah, that was my oh, first okay. one. I did a. It was an acapella. I did it off one of my uh, off my demo that I put out in twenty eighteen. I just did that first record and. Uh, yeah, that that was my first uh, performance as a rapper. I think the first time I ever performed was probably I was probably like thirteen or fourteen at like a talent show. But since then, yeah, this is this is the the first one. Were you nervous? Yeah, I was pretty nervous. You know, uh, I I hadn't performed uh, publicly before, and I, I was trying to trying to uh, figure out how to stand out again. You know, and that, that's why I kind of chose to go acapella. I did a lot. I've done a lot of my performances acapella because I feel like. You know, when you strip away the beat, you strip away all the effects and you strip away, you know, all the dancing, all the energy, and you just get to the raps and the bars and the writing. You know, I, I just feel like I, I could stand out a lot easier. So I, that's kind of been my approach to a lot of performances. And, you know, it's, it's worked pretty well for me. So, you know, uh, it's, it's probably something I'm, I'm going to continue, at least at least for a little bit. That's what's up. Yeah, that's 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 crazy that you said that, because I remember I went to like a, um, a little Uzi concert, but it was mm -hmm. at like a festival. So you know the mute the beat is like blaring, so you can barely hear what he's saying. So that's 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 so true that like no beat really leaves the people with just the lyrics and just the substance of the song. But like, did people jump around? Like, are you worried about like when you do do like the big festivals? Are you worried about people not being able to jump around and do all the things that you know people yeah. like to do? Yeah, by the time I get there, I'm I'm a hope that uh, some people songs so I can do them with the beat and like kind of have an event like that but like you know I've always loved you know something like Jay-Z does uh Cole's on a couple times where that you know in between these songs they just kind of spit uh, an acapella freestyle so that's something I really want to take into account and something I, I want to use to stick out but for the most part I think a crucial thing about having like the beat and having that whole thing is you got to know the songs like if the audience don't know the songs it's just going to be a it's going to be a dead performance like if, if uh, Uzi was up there performing you ain't knowing none of his stuff it's just going to uh, he's not gonna have that energy to kind of build off of. So hopefully, you know, by the time festivals is back and by the time uh, I, I get to be on those stages, you know, I'll build up enough of a, a fan base. And I do think I have, I have songs like, you know, like the Don't Miss record or like a, a couple more on the album. Like I do think I have the type of songs that I can perform like that and have that energy. But I also want to keep that, you know, balance where I can get to my lyrical stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. How long does it take you to make a song? Uh, it depends. Uh, it depends on the content. I, I'm definitely somebody who takes, uh, I take a lot more time than a lot of people. You know, I don't really go in the studio and say, you know, say the first thing that comes to mind. I can if I if I really needed to, but I, I really like take my time with it because, you know, sometimes something will pop in my head, you know, just while I'm at work or in the car or something that I can go back and add and I kind of like that freedom. So usually like, uh, let's say, let's take like the, let's take Where It At though, for example. I did that you know, 15, 20 minutes, just because it was a very simple song. It was very easy for me to make. You know, I kind of had the hook, uh, you know, kind of running in my head. I was like, that would be a great idea. 
So I did that. The verses were pretty simple. I just switched the flow a couple times and just kind of, you know, matched the theme of the song. So that one probably took, that one was probably really quick and probably for the longest, it's probably that outro because the outro is, you know, I don't know if, well, whenever y'all get a chance to hear it, that's like four minutes, you know, it's the longest song. And that has, uh, it, it's just really, it's really well written because it's like, it's like six different verses, but like they all kind of link together and they all kind of follow the same pattern. And then I got like a bridge here and, uh, you know, a hook, but it's not really a hook. And, you know, when I like experiment like that and I really try to do something out of the ordinary, out of the box, that probably usually uh, takes me longer. But I enjoy it because it gives me more time to like, you know, uh, go back and change things and I'll think of a line and I'll go back and I'll add it and I'll think of ways I can make it better. So that that's really, uh, you know, the timeline. It, it could vary from 15 to 20 minutes to, you know, two, three months even if I, if I really got the time. When you do it, you... Go ahead. Are you a perfectionist when you make songs? Yeah, for sure. 1,000%. That's why it takes, you know, it takes so long. You know, 15 songs is not... It shouldn't really take two years to make 15 songs, but then I'll, I'll make the song and I'll go back, I'll change it. I, I do different things with my voices. Like on my computer, I got, you know, seven, eight different versions of songs, bro. Like just different me doing different stuff. So I'm, I'm holding the note here. This time I'll try to rap it a little faster. This time I'll try to rap a little slower. This time I'll take my voice down a little bit and I raise it up a little bit. You know, I have all these different, you know, ideas and that. I'm like, you know, I'm like psychotic when it comes to this, bro. Like I'll literally listen again and again and again, just trying to figure out Ooh, all these different like places I could change my voice or I could say something better or I could, oh, I can go back. I could rewrite this. It'll make a lot more sense. And, you know, I, I kind of just go like that. So it's like a fall almost. Like I, I don't like taking this much time. Like two years is way too much time for me to put it into like a single project at this point. But, you know, hopefully after I had this, like, you know, what I consider like my perfect, uh, you know, 15 song project, uh, I'm, I'm trying to have a lot more fun and be a lot more uh, less perfectionist with the next one. When you when you experiment with things, do you ever get like nervous of how you know your listeners are gonna take it? Because it, it's a scary thing to try something new that your audience isn't used to. Because they yeah. may not like it, they may love it, but it's always that that risk that you got to take. So do you do you experiment a lot? And when you do, do you get like anxiety about it or whatever? Yeah, a lot, all the time, bro. Because like that comes with like being someone like when I, when I have that range like Drake or Cole where to make different songs that it comes with that anxiety I, I know both of them have talked about it it's like because you never really know if I made the same song like 15 times it would it would be a lot more comforting in terms of like yo I don't really have to doubt like for me probably what I do best and what comes easiest is just being lyrical right like I, if you gave me like a, a really simple like just a drum kit off like a boom bap beat I can rap very well and I can do that again and again and again but like for me, I, I like that challenge of experimenting and trying to do different stuff. Like for this, probably the record that uh, probably gave me like the most anxiety was probably that King Shit Only, Queen Shit Only record is, is probably track eight, eight, I think. And why is because I really try to make like one of those like empowering type of inspirational records, but I really didn't want it to come across as, uh, come across as like preachy or like corny where it's like, uh, no, you can do anything like type shit. So that, that was probably like the the one that I was most uh, experimental with it, but I felt like I, I felt like it needed it. A lot of the album is very aggressive. It's very dark. So that's kind of just like the person I am, but I felt like if I made one of those empowering records, it just added a whole nother uh, dimension to it. So, you know, I, I, I tried it with that one and, you know, it's kind of stays through the titles. Like it's just telling everybody, yo, we, we Kings and we Queens and, you know, we kind of conquer anything, you know, like don't let anybody pull you down type shit. So, uh, you know, it was trying to not be too preachy and not come across as like, uh, 
like I, I'm uh, inauthentic with it. Like, oh, no, you can do anything. Like, I actually wanted uh, me to have some meaning behind it and actually have people feel it. And a lot of people have seemed to like it. So that was like a surprise to me. But, you know, that, that was a, a, well, a well-taken risk, as they say. What's good, everybody? Yeah, Hope so y'all enjoyed that little break. You feel me? Um, one of the questions I have for you was, what albums would you compare this album that, you know, you just put out, Golden Boy? What albums would you compare that to? Uh, so for Golden Boy, it's, 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 it's not like I don't consider my debut just because of like what I put into it. And because I say like on the intro and stuff, it's because I made it out of my bedroom and because I didn't have the backing. I feel like my debut is going to be a lot more of a, a special moment. Hopefully, if I have some type of, you know, a backing or resources, and I get features and stuff. So this I probably think of like, I think of like mixtapes. So like season, um, J. Cole the warm-up maybe, maybe to come up, you know, those kind of first two when he was like still, he still didn't have much, you know, he's still hungry, but just kind of trying to create, you know, the music he was going to eventually make. I'm really just going to name their first, uh, so Kendrick, OD, uh, M, Profinite. Um, who else can I think? That's probably, that's probably, uh, comes to mind, Big Sean, uh, the first Finally Famous, Travis Scott, uh, Days Before Rodeo. You know, just kind of like that, that right, that, that era before they kind of had the backing and the ability to make those great, you know, records with the big features and, you know, make all those experiments. While they were still hungry, that's like what I uh, uh, relate this to. That's, those are some big names to compare it to. Yeah. Do you think like, is there going to be like a sequel to this? Or are you going to make it like a, like a sequel type thing, like part one, part two, or are you just going to? I, my my goal is like thinking long run because this is golden boy i kind of want to just go through like i want to do one i got an idea like doing some man and then like some king or like you know some kind of like build it up like that this is try, trying to kind of signify like my youth and how you know early it is for me so that that was kind of the big uh idea for it and what i'm releasing next I don't know if I'll call it a sequel, but it's like, if this was an album, that's going to be like the mixtape. So that's going to be like a lot more experimental. It's going to be a lot more different sounds and different, uh, you know, just a different type of energy. But it's kind of going to keep within your motivational uh, type of tone, but just like uh, kind of through it like a different concept. Mm, okay. So do you enjoy experimenting? Yeah, I do. I think it kind of needs that like rush, or, like a challenge. Cause like I said, you know what that like I know I can like rap, rap well all the time, but like I, I like trying to do different things. Like I try uh to make uh different tempos and try to go and do a lot of like darker, uh deep tempo, deeper tone, deeper pitch type of things. So I like trying to experiment with the higher uh higher tempo, higher pitch, higher key type of things. And again, like you know, trying to do different song structures and trying to do different uh Something other than like you know lyrical spiritual miracle type of shit that I I do a lot, so I I try to you know get out of my comfort zone sometimes. Are you are you are you looking to like sign a deal or are you like against that? Uh, I think like what because there has been like a big thing like ownership and stuff, which I'm definitely a part of. Like under this, I released it under my own record label. It's called Jungle Gold Music Group, JG and for short. And you know I've always wanted a record label, and I always thought you know it it would be I'll be the right person for it because I'm someone who really cares about music. And, you know, once I'm in the position, I really want to be somebody who can really, you know, pass the rock off and give it, you know, other people opportunities uh, outside of music too. If they produce, if they, you know, do 
photography, videography, they podcast, anything, you know, I really want to be able to, you know, give back to everybody. So that's kind of where I started with that. But I also understand what uh, major labels are good for. So probably what I'd hope for most, if I get a partnership with my label in a, you know, a major, kind of for like a distribution deal or, you know, something more, I just trying to give me the connections and the back end without me giving up too much of my, uh, my rights or the music I own or anything like that. Like, you know, that, that is kind of like the sweet spot that everybody tries to aim for. But I feel like the biggest thing you have to do for that is kind of build your name up enough before that point. So they can't take the advantage of you. I think a, a issue a lot of people have is they take it too early when they're too young and they don't, they haven't built their name up enough. So that's when, you know, they take the easy money and that's when they lose their rights or their masters or they, uh, any, uh, publishing and distribution off of their music. I think that's kind of like where a lot of people go wrong. So I'm happy to have my, you know, my record label started. It's all, you know, everything uh, on all platforms. If you see in the fine print, it says Jungle Gold Music Group. That that makes me really proud. It's, you know, it's ownership. It's, uh, you know, really uh, building my brand like that. So hopefully, you know, it, it grows into something, you know, really big. And this is like, you know, the release to set it off. Okay. So Do you like DJ Academics? <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think Academics is like a, a really tricky person, bro, because I think, he kind of put himself in this weird space between where, uh, between being a publication and a personality. That's what I say. That's what academics is like. His biggest problem was the whole time is like, I, that's also why he's grown and why he's so popular. It's like, cause sometimes he'll, he'll just kind of say whatever news and he'll just be like, Oh, I'm a publication. I'm just giving you all the news. Now other times he'll be like, yo, it's my page. I can post whatever I want. So that's like a publication will probably be like, you know, uh, a world star, or like uh, uh, you know a shade room or like anybody who has to give the news at all times they're just supposed to be unbiased and like a personality someone like a Joe Budden like a star like a Wayno who has to have an opinion and has to give you the news uh, they they don't have to give you the news they kind of give you they, their take their opinion and what they think so academics put himself right in the middle of both of them and that's why he catches so much hate because sometimes he'll be like yo I'm just saying it because uh, I have to and sometimes he'll be like yo I could post whatever I want. So I think that's the wax problem is for the most part. I do think he's contributed a lot. Like what we were saying before about like the violence stuff. That's something I've always thought was like some clown shit, kind of like making fun of violence or thinking like, you know, the street shit is sweet and trying to make it a game and trying to make it entertaining for people who are not in it. I've always kind of had an issue with that. But other than that, I, I think, I think he's kind of toned it down a little bit. I think he doesn't do it as much as me anymore. I don't really pay attention to him as much, but I think outside of that, you know, he's just a, you know, He's one of many of these, you know, these uh, people on the internet that kind of have a lot, a lot too much to say sometimes. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask you about the whole, you know, signing, signing a deal with these young rappers. Cause I, I know Kanye talks a lot about this and how it's kind of like, he, he calls it like a slavery almost. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's, it's like that? Because, you know, a lot of, a lot of these young kids are getting signed at like 16, 17 yeah. or whatever. And they yeah. don't know what that they see that they're just gonna get paid up front a little bit, but yeah. they don't know what's what's coming up, what, what they gotta do for it. And, you know, you hear about Lil Wayne, he's had to yeah. you know supposedly allegedly do some things that you know are sexual to, to whoever owned him. So is that like is that a scary thing that or how how would you warn young people about it or young rappers? Again, I think it's like you know, people kind of want that come up too quick, and I'm not here to judge anybody, but like that is something you kind of have to think of uh, when it comes to, you know, signing a deal is like, if you're willing to take that risk, like this, this, this is tough, bro. Trying to figure out, you know, uh, how to get your name out there, how to pay for everything, you know, how to make the connections. 
a label does a lot of that for you, you know, so it, it is the kind of the easy way out, you know, you get instantly you get, you know, a marketing team and you get people who are going to push your music really far. Like when you're doing it all yourself and independent, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of struggle. It's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of long nights and a lot of hard work. So a lot of people are just not ready for that. But outside of that, I do think people look at it as kind of like a quick check, you know, something kind of easy to get. And it, it, cause they, they throw, you know, big money at it. But then again, you know, it becomes a cycle where it's like, okay, you had a hot song, they give you a big deal. You can't make another hot song after that. Now they own all your music and now you kind of back almost even worse than you was before square one. Cause now your face is popular. You can't even like get a job. You can't, you kind of put yourself in this light. So I think that that becomes a, a really tricky situation. So my advice would always be, you know, bet on yourself and try to work as hard as you can and try to put yourself in the best position before you get a record label deal, before anybody could ever take your masters away or take your rights or your publishing or any of your distribution and put yourself in, you know, the best position to negotiate and, you know, make sure you get, you know, the best, uh, best part out of that deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're literally almost like signing your life away and your image away. Cause I know like, like, we'll just, I'll just bring up Cardi B, for example, if she yeah. were to come out and tell like girls to stop twerking or stop, you know, doing the things that she's preaching in her songs people would look at her like like what are you talking about so she kind of has to live with that image of being the the stripper the you know the super sexual rapper her whole life and i don't know see because i'm not really in tune with like the music industry but is that do you think that's more so like of her because of her contract and the people that own her music and own her basically Mm -hmm. or do you think that's really just her and she just she can't get out of that uh well obviously i don't know cardi personally but like i know a lot of her details with like atlantic which is where she signed to is you know she makes them a lot of money so probably you know even though she doesn't uh a lot of people wouldn't consider uh her selling that much in terms of music because of like talent level with no disrespect but like it is what it is uh, her image is what is so valuable like i just saw her, she got like a you know a series with facebook i think her image is honestly a lot more powerful than her music. And then her music kind of just, you know, feeds off of that. She, mm. She's got a bright personality, but that's kind of how she came into it. So, you know, she came in off of love and hip hop. She came in off of being famous on Instagram. You know, that's, uh, I think whenever you do that, you kind of, you're never really going to be bigger than the music. So that, that's kind of something, you know, I think she kind of chose and, and it worked out for her. You know, she's, she had the biggest song of last year, you know, she's had it other years too. So it, it, that's a kind of a conversation between like image and music. It's something like if, if in terms of me, that's why I always try to put the music first and have people know me through the music and have people uh, kind of get aware of me and be able to spread my name through the music, like first and foremost, and have everything else come later. So uh, I think Cardi, if she wanted to stop, I do think it would be difficult for her because she's kind of built her brand and her name so much around who she is. But I think, I honestly see Cardi kind of going more away from music into like doing like TV shows and like uh, more things with her image because of how uh, valuable she's made it more than anything. Mm. That's my take. Okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I got got a couple questions. All right, shoot. So, how was it transitioning from who you were in high school to, you know, who you are now? Uh, it wasn't that difficult. I feel like this is kind of always who I was. I just kind of had to get that self-confidence. 
and kind of just really, you know, walk into my path and kind of be, you know, aware of what I had to, you know, what I had to do, how hard I had to work. And, you know, uh, so from high school, you know, obviously, I, you know, so I went to college after that and, you know, kind of just figured out how I was going to do it. Like a lot of how I was basing my music, like my my journey before that point was I was just trying to do what Cole did. And that was, I was trying to get to LA or New York and hopefully I can go to one of these offices and I can spit for somebody and it's going to be super nice. I'm going to get a deal. I'm going to have to worry about shit. So that was kind of like my mentality for a long time, like growing up. Obviously, as I got older, I realized how unrealistic and how, you know, uh, terrible that could have gone if that's kind of how I based it off of because again you know you could have got signed I could have got signed and lost all my rights or nobody would have signed me or you know one thing or the other but you know I, I couldn't even get into any schools you know outside of you know in the LA or the New York area so then that's when I started like rethinking and honestly I was actually going to drop something that year so that was 2017 so 2017 I had something ready to go but like luckily shit didn't work out I couldn't get it recorded or whatever so I, I just kind of put it on the back burner I went to school try to get that done and my, my goal was never to like to really go to school or really stay in school I always you know kind of had the music as my focus and you know the school kind of just happened and I, I remember Cole talking about that too you know I was hoping I'll get signed so I wouldn't have to do all this and I wouldn't have to be stuck here but you know it, it happens how it happens so after after that so after that I really took that year of so that would be my freshman year of college to really kind of plan okay, when I turn 18 and when I, you know, have all this music drop, it's going to be solid. Everybody, I'm going to have a way for people to stick out. I'm going to have a way for people to take me serious. So I kind of just went in the lab, buckled down and, you know, kind of figured out all the things I had to do in order to really be like the best version of myself. And I think that that's kind of leads into this about being like the golden boy and really trying to be like, you know, special and trying to be the chosen one and trying to show other people how special they are and how they could be the chosen one. So that, that's kind of all, you know, builds up from, you know, things I've thought about since I was a kid and how, uh, you know, hard I wanted to work to get into that position. Yeah. I yeah. Like, oh, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm glad, like, you said that self-confidence thing because yeah. that's something a lot of people struggle with, really, yeah. like, especially in the social media uh, age where mm -hmm. they're just judging and comparing themselves off of everybody else on social media and, you know, the way you've been talking is good because it's like you're already saying you're unique, you're original, and you don't want to compromise that just to try and fit into some bubble. Mm -hmm. So I really like how that went, went hand in hand. But go yeah. ahead, Andre. I was just, well, just building off that, I forgot what I was going to ask. But just building off <laughs> that, yeah, like you can almost see like the confidence brewing from, from you because a lot of artists will get up here and it's just like, oh, I want to promote my music. But you're up here like, yeah, you want to promote your music, but you're also saying your music is good and that you're unique. And that's you, that's something really inspiring, I'm sure, to a lot of artists. And I feel like that's why a lot of artists fall into these these rabbit holes of trying to be someone else because they're not happy with themselves. Sure. But what I, I remember what I was going to say. Yeah, so yeah. I was going to ask. I mean, I was going to say that's really cool that you said that you that school kind of just happened because yeah. Yeah. I feel like me and Tommy are like in the same position where we're like, I'm, I mean, speaking for myself, I'm sure I'm speaking for Tommy too, but like, yeah. I don't know like what a college degree is going to do for me. Cause I don't really want like an office job. I'm not looking mm -hmm. to work for nobody else. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of, I always looked at it. Like I'm kind of just here to kind of like pause time. You feel me? So mm -hmm. it's like, I'm doing something while I'm trying to get this going and get this career going. So that's why I recommend college to anybody because it's like, 
even unless you have something set for you, like we talked to this dude named Michael. I don't know if you remember him, but he has like his own business that he's running already and it's successful. But like, I recommend anybody go to college because it's, it's like you get to pause your life and be like, okay, I'm still a college student. I'm still in a, in the right direction, in the right direction, but I, I can still work on other things, you know, unless you're like getting it super dead or whatever, then yeah, yeah. probably not. But if you can just do it, then do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So definitely for me, I think that's the biggest thing is like, you know, the debt thing I, I, I kind of recommend, yeah, again, everybody kind of go to college if you have the opportunity. Obviously, I'm here off fucking scholarship and aid and in-state and staying in at UNLV. So that's kind of that played like a big role into it. Like if I was I, I, if I was going to go to a college uh, and it was going to put me in debt, I probably would have dropped out or switched because I was so aware. I, again, I didn't want to do the office job. I had, you know, my idea of what I had to do. This was kind of just to, again, pause time or uh, even how I look at it. I try to take, you know, subjects and try to take courses that I felt like was going to help me. You know, I took... Hmm you know, some type of, you know, business stuff, you know, just to get my business straight. I took some marketing stuff to kind of help me navigate. I took some music tech stuff to kind of learn, you know, a little bit of how to do everything and, you know, just trying to get me more sound like that. So I do think uh, college could be a useful experience for everybody if you kind of take what you, you know, what you're interested in and or things that'll help you in the future. But outside of that, I, I, I like, I wouldn't uh, opt it for anybody to put themselves in debt or put themselves uh in a situation that you truly don't want to be in if it's not going to help you in your future. That's kind of how I feel about it. I was going to ask you, um, what was like, and don't, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but like when you were at Valley, like, well, I'll just say this. Now you kind of give off this like cool vibe. Like you feel me? Like you're popping vibe, but at Valley, I don't know. I was kind of young. So I don't know if you yeah. gave off that vibe, but like, mm -hmm. Aside from um, the music, how do you feel like, you know, you grew or progressed into the person you are today? Yeah, well, definitely when I was at Valley, you know, I'd gone through a lot, you know, kind of growing up just uh, in my time before then, before I could really like get solid with my music. So I think that kind of definitely played a part. You know, I wasn't really like, probably wasn't in the best, best uh, mental health space, probably wasn't, you know, all the way uh, tied up there like how I am now. So that definitely played a part. You know, throughout high school, you know, I, I switched high schools a couple of times. You know, I, I kind of went through a lot in middle school and all, all those years before. So uh, really right now is really just kind of that focus. You know, I've kind of been doing music, you know, for now two and a half years. So kind of just doing the same thing repetitively, you know, kind of, you know, going through those, you know, nervous moments of like, you know, I, I went out on stage and trying to learn how to perform and, you know, kind of having... But, you know, at the same time, what that gave me is, you know, people kind of at, at the end of the show, they're like, yo, you're really good at this. Or, you know, I fuck with you. I fuck with your music. You know, mm -hmm. you put music out, people start to enjoy it or people will hit you up. They reach out and say, yo, you're doing something really good. It's dope. So kind of all that adds up. And, you know, that kind of gives you that, you know, uh, that kind of confidence that you need more than anything. I think, you know, that's where uh, uh, that's kind of what I want to spread to everybody is, you know, once you find what you're good at, once you just go, you know, head in, like people wasn't telling me that when I put it out, like, you know, before I had uh, you know, all this, you know, I was putting out singles and nobody was listening and, and nobody was telling me I was good. Maybe like close people like that I'd known for a while. But outside of that, you know, nobody was really believing in anything I had to do. So, you know, kind of like going through that is what got me, you know, to this place to really say, you know, I'm the chosen one is because I had to go through those. And I'm still going through those, you know, battles of people doubting or people not believing or people thinking, you know, I'm a joke or not going to take me serious. And, you know, going through all that is kind of uh, what got me here more than anything. So it's, it's uh, of course it was the music, but it was really just kind of knowing my purpose and kind of knowing, you know, what I have to do and 
at, to be the person I want to be, like what are the steps I could take and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Did you have some difficulties? Like, were there some dark times where you were like, you don't know if this is going to work or where you were kind of doubting yourself? Yeah, for sure. Like definitely in those beginning stages, that was the toughest because, you know, again, you know, I'd been doing it for so long, you know, your mind kind of plays tricks on you sometimes, you know, because I was the only one telling myself I was good. So you got to think until I'm, you know, until I'm 18 putting out music, you know, I've been rapping for nine, 10 years and I'm the only one telling myself I was good. You know, I'm the only one, you know, kind of putting that battery in my back and giving myself, you know, uh, you know, the props. So then when you start coming out and you're not getting that same reaction or, you know, people aren't taking you serious or not, they're not clicking, you know, that's like, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, so much of the music, you know, people don't even get the chance to click or even get the chance to hear you. They'll, they'll kind of write you off before they listen to any music. So that that was definitely, you know, that was a difficult time for me. I feel like definitely that freestyle changed a lot on the radio. I kind of, I had an opportunity and I just, I just tried, I had to take it, you know, and I think that kind of turned a lot of heads and after that, but you know, that, that turned a lot of heads. I, I had to do it again. I had to find out another way. So I had to put out those singles and hopefully each one, you know, it showed a different style and hopefully another person listens and another people, another person, you know, kind of wins them over. But, you know, so obviously that doubt was probably a dark place and definitely the, uh, a lot of the resources, you know, obviously I do everything, you know, myself, you know, I don't really have a team. I don't really have people who help me out with anything. Like everything kind of has to come from my pocket. Everything has to come from my connections and my relationships. So when you have all that pressure on yourself, sometimes, you know, it, it, it gets tough, you know, uh, trying to uh, coordinate with other people. Definitely like the stages before I put this out, obviously, you know, people, I feel like people had told me I was good at the music, but just having like, to coordinate with everybody and trying to get, you know, this from this producer or this from this engineer and ha not having the money for shit or not having the relationship or the connection or, you know, this, that, and the third, that was probably, you know, a, a really tough thing for me, but, you know, it all worked out in the end. And hopefully, you know, I, I really wanted to use this as like a springboard because, you know, now I have a full length project. I have something for people to take me serious. So hopefully situations like that, I'm probably running into some new shit, but at least for that part, I'm kind of set. Yeah, that, that's a funny thing that you said, you know, people taking you serious because in high school, I feel like the people that went to high school with me and Tommy mm -hmm. and with you too, because you went to the yeah. same school, but like people never looked at us as serious people and they never, never. because we, I mean, but I can't, I can't really blame them because we weren't very serious people. Like mm -hmm. we would joke and play all the time, but yeah. it's, it's really hard. To, uh, to make people take you serious. You know, it yeah. takes a lot of work to change. Basically what four years have done to somebody, you know, like your image for four years in high school. Yeah. And then now all of a sudden you're just trying to change and switch and be like, yeah, I'm dead serious. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, it's, it's almost like the doubt thing is, is serious because you're so scared of that embarrassment of like, mm -hmm. if I put this out, is it going to get one view, one listen, or is it going to, you feel me, are people going to actually listen to it? So that's really yeah. cool that you said for the longest time you had to do it. You had to believe in yourself and it was the only person mm -hmm. telling you that you were good at it. Because at the end of the day, that's really all that matters is, is as long as you know that you're good at it, then you're just going to keep progressing and you just love to do it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was, that was pretty good, Andre. <laughs> what are you majoring in in uh college so i got a major in marketing and a minor in uh, music tech so i try to take those uh you know what, what would help me in my career and uh you know try to kind of feed off of that 
my first year, I, I actually took a, a criminal justice. That was that's why I took my freshman year, because I wasn't planning on staying in college, and that was just kind of what I was interested in. So that that's what I took uh, freshman year. Hopefully, you know, I, I didn't have to go back. I, I definitely didn't intend on finishing college, but you know, obviously, uh, I'm almost done now. So uh, after that freshman year, when I took criminal justice, I, that's when I started putting out music, and I started thinking like, okay, maybe I could try to make the most out of this opportunity, and then. Uh, what kind of came to mind was, you know, marketing would be helpful and uh, music tech would be helpful. So I kind of took those two. For sure, for sure. So, All right. Do you have a name for your next project coming out? Uh, I, ain't got, I ain't got it yet. I got a couple <laughs> I'm thinking of, you know, I, I got a couple I'm going back and forth of. But I think once I have the rest of the songs, I'll, I'll kind of have a clear, clear idea. I, I'm trying to have it be like a play on words off of this. Like Golden Boy has like, all types of meanings that like, I'm really proud of. So mm -hmm. I, I want like another uh, project to be like that. Was it hard to name it Golden Boy? Cause I may just be, just be asking the dumbass question, but when I heard Golden Boy, I thought of uh, Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah. Know, yeah. Like, his it's trademark like, or whatever is like, is Golden Boy. Golden Boy, yeah. And he so has emotions and everything. That yeah, was like, kind of yeah, like yeah. the same, like why did, why they called, you know, De La Hoya the Golden Boy is cause he was so good, so young. And you know, that, that's kind of like, you know, that's, that's kind of like the confidence I'm trying to have. And that, that's like, you know, because how I really came to that title is because all the music I was making, I just felt like I was just, it was just constant, you know, motivational stuff or just like constant you know, trying to spread this message of like, because I know I'm a person that gets, you know, uh, that gets, again, we get, go back to the same thing, not take it serious. Mm -hmm. But here I am saying like, bro, I, I'm the golden boy. I'm the chosen one. Like, I'm really him, you know, whether you believe it or not. And then I, because all the music was, that's all that was like speaking to me. That's all I wanted to make was just like, a lot of tracks showing that, yo, I'm special and, you know, nobody can't tell me anything. And then, so kind of having that belief is, and it is related to De La Hoya, like, cause that's kind of how he came up. And that's, I guess that's why he has a promotion named after that. And that's why he has everything, you know, kind of centered around that. And that's kind of just something I want to play off of. Uh, there's, there's another meaning like uh, the golden boy. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a trophy in soccer that they give out every year at the end of the year, but the player has to be under 21. And it's kind of like, it's choosing whoever's going to be the next, you know, the next big thing. They do it every year. So that was another inspiration off of it. And then me personally, you know, I've kind of always had like an obsession with gold. You know, my, my record label is Jungle Gold Music Group. It's, you know, it's just something, you know, they say it's because, you know, we all come from kings and queens and shit. They say, you know, my mom would tell you I've been obsessed with gold since I was a, you know, I was a baby. So I, I kind of just try to like, again, walk into it, take something I, I had since I was a kid and, you know, try to try to make a whole, uh, whole project out of it. And, and uh, what's your ethnicity? Just so I'm uh, Indian. My parents are immigrants from India. That's what's that's uh, that's, what's, that's what's yeah. One of my classmates, uh, she's coming from India, she lives in India right now. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But, um, how did how do your parents feel about you rapping? Like, uh, did they take you serious at first, or were they just like, uh, uh probably my pops? My pops took me a lot more serious. I think my pops. Me and my pops kind of just come from like the same uh, same cloth. So he was kind of like uh, kind of proud, you know, I, I was taking a risk or kind of like, you know, trying to stand out and trying to, you know, uh, you know, put my work in and like really, you know, fight for something. So he's a bit behind it. And my mom was a little bit more, uh, a little bit more uh, curious about it because because obviously they immigrants. They don't really know what they don't really know what, I, what I'm getting myself into or what's happening. They only have what goes off of like media. And even then, they don't really know much. Like my mom hit me the other day. She's like, yo, I listened. I didn't really understand much of it, but you know, I listened. So I'll send you the lyrics, mom, and I got you. But 
I, I think as, as of now, you know, they kind of come around because everybody kind of, again, you know, kind of, kind of giving me props. Uh, a lot of my family kind of been surprised and, you know, they, they kind of hit them a lot of times like, yo, your son kind of doing something special. And I think just as, as a, on like a race point, you know, it is something, you know, kind of coming out of nowhere, you know, it, it is a, it's a big, you know, it's a, it's a big uh, pressure to hold and it, it leads me to kind of have to break down a lot of walls, but you know, it, it's what I'm down for. It's what is the challenge I accepted. And, you know, it's something I, you know, I'm proud to do and I'm proud to hopefully, you know, overcome everything and, you know, stand at the top and really, you know, uh, talk about uh, the journeys at the top and everything it took me to get here more than anything. Do you listen to Indian rap or is that, is that? Uh, I, I don't know any other language other than English, so yeah, oh. I can't really, yeah. So it really, really, really work. I know Nav, which is, he's from uh, Canada. He's uh, he's Indian too, but he's the oh. only other person who's ever really, the uh, only other Indian person who's ever really uh, popping hip hop. So it still is a, it still is a rarity. But I think it gives me, you know, it gives me a chip on my shoulder. You know, I know a lot of people, that causes a lot of people to doubt or a lot of people look a certain way, but you know, it, it, I love it. Cause it means I just have to rap even better. I just have to work even harder and, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to prove everybody wrong more than anything. Definitely. That's, that's a crazy thing. Cause I was, while you were saying you were, um, you were Indian, I was like, dang, I'm trying to think of another one, mm-hmm. another rapper that's like not even like American. And I'm like, I really can't even think of any except for, I kind of thought Nav, but I didn't know for sure what he was. Yeah. I thought he was kind of Mexican, but I, yeah. I, I guess <laughs> I was wrong. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Yeah. So before we close this out, you know, I just want to, you know, give you the floor. You want to spit a little something for us? Oh, shit. We can spit too. I've been preparing spit. some bars, just so you know. For real? Dang, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I got you, bro. All right. You can go ahead first. All right. I'm, I'm going to spit something. So I'm going I'm to tell a little story about it first. Okay. So when y'all got a chance to listen, it's this song called Raiders Interlude. It's track 10, I think. 10 uh track 11 is that's so that's i took that freestyle that i did that everybody kind of you know kind of knew me off of or i kind of again moving back to that that you know getting my respect or getting my uh people take me serious that, that was really what happened with that so i took that and i chopped part of it so that last part where i want acapella i put it at the end and then i kind of added a lot of uh I, and then i just kind of wrote to it i wrote all this acapella and i kind of built a beat around it and trying to have it uh you know everything kind of linked together and I kind of wrote it for like, you know, situations like these. And when we get back to performance, it's going to be like, it kind of just says exactly what's on my mind, like when I need to perform or when I'm in any type of situation like that. So that's, you know, that's uh, so Jack Gass, Golden Boy. You can check that out everywhere. And, you know, th- this is one of the songs off of that. This is this Raiders interlude. So it starts off like this. Um. My acapellas on Rockefeller. I prop appellas to pop your fellas. It ain't hard to tell that y'all is jealous. And so I got to relish. Any chance to catch up to haters who think we must hire what they about to tell us. I know y'all not umbrellas. So when I make it rain, y'all gonna take the payment. So Drake, Dwayne, it's off in Stella. Underground, try to swap the cellar for the top of cellars. Show all these leaders my heaters have really gotten hella. God floor, I rock Mason, but don't rock Margella. And behind these bars, I'll change the world. I'm in Pop Mandela. I just cut the beats. Y'all see this poetry in motion. I'm showing these emotions and hopefully it's potent. Who am I kidding? These written the potency is golden. You seen the titles, vitals, and openly I'm chosen. I'm totally exploding and growing the devotion. The reason y'all think y'all eating supposedly promotion. Y'all only got the drip if we compare and now we spit. You can barely take a sip, little bitch. I'm flowing season notions. Yeah, got me feeling like a battle rapper. 
Bring your best by promise that it won't matter after. Find out you fucking what am I fucking that'll master. Every element relevant to our shadow rafters, whatever fucking banner that I'll be hanging, I'm begging. Every record I'm singing, eyes closed when I'm swinging. So you ask where I'm aiming my aim, defense, who ain't convinced by flipping a day expense. Explain the hints, y'all leaving, cause where I see it, all y'all came and went. You think I just became the prince, the pain intense. Y'all lame defense is trying to cover my name with dense. Your brain is dense, no grain of sense. I'm main events, only homie come get washed, drained, and rinsed. Been flaming since the golden age period, yeah. It's post 99, brought the gold experience. Come of age soon as I was getting curious. Crown King in my reign, got him furious. Still judged off of what my new appearance is. Got him thinking like, should they take me serious? You gonna respect me as a motherfucking lyricist? You ain't believing that just mean that you ain't hearing it. What? This ain't cause I'm off beat, I'm just trying to talk free. Spark heat, cause my rhyme just like that you can hardly get off the rip cause I'm awful slick. I'm an arsonist, talking shit through these bars and it lets me prove I'm a narcissist. Features of an artist, it's why I hate relaxing. I got state of main attraction. Keep out in place the way it's maxing. Been chasing ice cream cake and spatting. Need paper out, I take the faxing. Then line block, I pray I'm baskin'. Rob spot likes, they say what happened. That boy show the show and ain't no masking. Gotta close the flow, there ain't no matching. Talk to a toe, I bring the action. So the main damn questions that I'm asking is why they so mad that I'm rapping, bruh? Why nobody want to see me happy, bruh? I just think they hurt this shit really might work. So when they do, don't ever try to at me, bruh. Y'all tripping thinking I need you. They talking all that shit, but I see through. I might be acting brand new when I greet you. Put my hand out like, damn, it's nice to meet you. Still the same boy. My thoughts just a lot louder. My only true mission is to make some shit I'm proud of. Most of these people flip more than a money counter. So do you know like the songs or who they coming out of? I don't even know why I say shit. No point in twisting turn. There's no escaping. No matter how fired, they'll deny me my greatness. I can rap like God in the flesh and still be hated. But stressing over it, my energy be wasted. Sooner than later, all y'all just gonna have to face it. I'm gonna be the hottest one to make it out of Vegas. City on my shoulders like a jersey from the Raiders of the Golden Knights. It get cold at night. So when I need the heat, I just hold the mic and hold it tight. Motherfucker, I'm the poacher geist. You want war on the soldier type. Stay away from the cobra mice. That's the snakes and rats. Only speak the truth, I just state the facts. So brace and pack. Ain't scared of fake attacks. Since your man's, he won't make it back with face intact. Boy, Gats. Nigga, that shit was fire. <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate it. That shit was hard. But I'm telling you, when I first heard that shit, I was like, damn. Bro, I didn't, I'm going to be honest, I did not expect that. I was like, when Tommy told me he was a rapper, I was like, okay, like, you feel yeah. me? I feel yeah. it. Yeah, you put me on the spot too, bro, bro. You know I had to bring it. You know I had to bring it. <laughs> that was sorry, bro. Yeah. Good. So appreciate it. You feel me? Yeah. See, we got y'all. You feel me? You know. Yeah. Exclusive, yeah, yeah. Bro. This is my uh first uh oh, I did a couple, but this is my first podcast with somebody else in uh 2021. It's history in the making, bro. It's for me and for them, bro. Modern day hippies. You y'all better watch out, bro. I'm proud of these young boys, man. Yes, it's about sir. to be so crazy. Yes, sir. Gang. Right here first. Gang, gang. <laughs> yeah, that, that was cold. Yeah, that for real. Cool. Tommy, you got a freestyle or you want to? Because I, I got one. All right, let me hear it. Let me hear it. Um, Bro, I, I don't go. I can't go acapella. I, okay, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just carry. I'll just carry. All right, <laughs> All right no, no, no. I'll, I'll go after you. No, can we bounce off each other? All right. Yeah, but right. you already got something. You can start. Oh, it I'm, I'm chilling. This is uh, this is up to y'all, bro. I'm trying to see what y'all got. All right, yeah, we can bounce it off each other. All right, bet, bet, bet. Go ahead, Tommy. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, I got it, I got it. Uh, yeah. Uh, we finna freestyle on the pod. Yeah. Oh shit. No bitch smell like hella cod. Yeah. 
bro. Nah. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what? We putting out a song soon. You feel me? So right, wait on that. But that being said, thank you so much for you feel me joining us. Appreciate one, it. One of our best guests. Yes, sir. Thank Appreciate you. it. You feel me? Very talented. Can't wait yeah. to see what the future has for you. Yeah. Make sure y'all go stream Golden Boy on all sir all streaming platforms. Yes, sir. Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music. You know, it's an amazing project. I really mm-hmm. fucked with it. It was really good. Like, I'm not just saying that because you on here, you feel me? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't be friendly. I, I really enjoyed it. You know, it yeah, was a really good album. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll be looking forward to your next album. You yes, know. Sir. We'll come back on yeah. here. We're going to talk about it again, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, you sir. have a freestyle ready that time. You feel me? All right, so for, sure, for sure. You might just need a rap battle. You feel me? <laughs> about that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, but yeah. thank you again. For sure. Yeah, we'll, love, be, love. we'll be looking forward to it. You got anything, any any last thoughts for, yeah, for sure. the audience? I go by Jack Gas. You can check out my new full-length project, Golden Boy, available everywhere. Got a new video dropping. It's called Let's Keep It. Y'all can go check that out. You know, I got a bunch of videos on the way. I'm working on this new project. If I get to perform, y'all should come out and see me perform. You know, this is, this is a great opportunity. I want to support, you know, uh, local support homegrown you know we all grew up same area we all kind of knew each other from before so this is a you know a real full circle a full circle moment for everything man so i was proud to do this it was good talk i felt like i gotta get a lot of things off my chest and you know i'm excited to do it again the show love yeah all right peace love and positivity everybody stay safe yes, sir. Yeah. Sir, NBA pop pop pop